Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Energy Storage Market Series. Uh, my name is Erez Dolev, and I'm the Managing Director here at Brainview. Uh, today, we are going to be hearing from John uh, Frommer, a Senior Technical Manager at Solark, about their new high-voltage commercial energy storage products. Uh, before we dive in, and while we are waiting for more people to join, I'd like to give a little background on Renvu, as well as some of the products and services we offer. Uh, you will also see that uh, there is a poll uh, active uh, on your side. If you want to answer it, that will be great. We will share the, the results uh, at the end. Um, about Renvu, Renvu uh, is a US-based solar equipment distributor. Uh, we have been in the industry for over a decade, and we currently have fulfillment facilities in California, New Jersey, and Texas. Uh, our sales staff uh, all have background within engineering or solar installation to provide you with the best sales and services. Um, a few products quickly to spotlight here, and we'll share the links in the in the uh, follow up uh, uh, follow up email after the webinar. Uh, we are receiving our uh, Lumen Smart Panel this week. This is a great option to manage loads without the need to replace the main panel, or to add a dedicated critical load panel with the ability to manage and monitor each circuit uh, remotely if you want. Um, also, we received uh, uh, the new uh, generation of Solis hybrid inverters last week, and we have 7.6 kilowatt, 10 kilowatt, and 11.4 kilowatt uh, inverters ready to ship. And we can supply them with uh, Soluna battery banks that are also available at the moment. Uh, we carry home grid, uh, pipes, and fortress power, uh, low voltage battery banks to go with the solar inverters. And we have some great pricing on all of those. Um, we're offering now 15 free Taigo optimizers uh, and rapid shutdown devices with every Solark 15K or 12K you purchase from us. Uh, this is $800 value package. So take advantage of that. It's available until the end of October. Uh, we have nine QCells ESS systems left. They are uh, coming with an inverter, 7.6 inverter, ATS, and 18.9 kilowatt battery bank. All that at uh, 6,998. And during this month, we are also offering two extra batteries for these systems. So we will have a replacement if you want. And we'll supply them with 20 rapid shutdown uh, devices. So take advantage of this. Um, we we carry all N-phase microinverters and have unbeatable pricing on those. If you're using these, I encourage you to talk with our team about pricing. We also have uh, several N-charge 10T ESS systems left, and we're offering them at 5,983. That's a significant discount here, at least $2,000 below the normal price. Email us at info at rainbow.com uh, or see our webinar follow-up email with more information on those. <clears throat> uh, here is our commercial price list for large volume options and our upcoming offerings of solar modules. Uh, for solar panels, we have many options, but uh, we uh, by far the best value products on this list are Canadian Solar 395s, Black on Black, the Zenshine 550, and uh, they have 405 black on black modules. Uh, both are tier one modules. And uh, we also have great prices on the Hyperion 400 black on black. So if you're 
able to take one container uh, of the Hyperion, we are offering them now at 29 cents per watt, which is, uh, I think, 20 cents or 25 cents below the normal price of these modules. Uh, this file is a good one to bookmark. We update it regularly so you can uh, stay up to date with our latest uh, deals of bulk orders and see market pricing, uh, the way it changes and the availability. This is another tab on the same file. It lists our inverters and ESS specials. I'll take a, a moment to also mention Bleaky Residential Carport. This is a great way to ex expand existing solar systems or an alternative solution where you cannot install solar on the roof. Uh, shown here is the two-car carport. Uh, there is also the option for a tandem solution with shared columns, so you can extend it more than uh, two cars uh, in multiplies of two, so it can be two, four, six, and etc. Uh, it is designed to be assembled by a crew of people. Um, they just came with a G5 uh, version of this, much easier to install, less components, uh, much faster. Uh, it doesn't require any specialized or heavy machinery to install. This is a solar structure, so it's eligible for the 30% ITC and extra 10% for US-made product. Uh, the carport is supplied with the iron rich system and under panel clumps. So it accepts any solar module and inverter you want. Uh, when combined with a bleaker EPDM T gasket, the, the surface becomes watertight. It's designed and fabricated in the US and come with 25 year warranty. Now uh, the structure is coming with a structural engineer P stamp. You can install it uh, up to 24 solar panels with four columns of six uh, modules. With a 410 watt module, you will generate about 10 kilowatt. And the same with a 550 watt module, so about 10 kilowatt uh, structure with the basic load capacities of 35 to 45 pound per square foot snow load. Uh, can be upgraded to 65 if needed. Um, wind load is now a, with a new generation, I think about 160 miles per hour, and can be a, can be installed in seismic design category E zones. Um, the two-car carport is 18 feet wide and 18 feet deep with a nine and a half feet clearance, and it comes with a five-degree tilt. Uh, Blicker just released the G5 mod uh, model. This is how it looks like. Less parts, uh, installation time reduced significantly. All components are delivered on two pallets. You can find the 3D model on the uh, of the tandem carport and the standalone carport on the Blicker website. Uh, last uh, item to go over is the uh, solar design and quote tool. You will find it uh, at the top of our homepage on rendu.com. You can generate as many quotes as you need in a couple of minutes without the need of a sales engineer, and it's available 24-7. Uh, first, you select uh, your system type, and then you will start choose uh, the module that you want, uh, configure your racking, a uh, wide range of options there, tilted, flat roof, ground mount, and carports. I'll select metal tilted uh, roof. Uh, two arrays, uh, first array with seven modules in landscape, then 10 modules in portrait. On the second array, I will just throw uh, 10 modules in landscape. Then I'll go and select uh, black rails and uh, black clumps. Oh. 
And I will also increase the span to six feet instead of four feet. It will change the number of, uh, of roof attachments. Now the system creates a sketch for the array, uh, then shows your in, choosing your inverter and also energy storage option if you like. Uh, I'll choose solar here, thin K, and I'll choose home grid, uh, 19.4, a bank. Then I want also uh, monitoring and uh, rapid shutdown. Select the Tiger one. The last page, I can have some extra modules just in case I will need them in the future. Um, and then some BOS and EV charger. At this point, you will get the, the bill of material listed with quantities and pricing. I can click uh, generate a quote. There is a disclaimer here that I need to uh, accept. And then uh, this quote will be sent to my email and will show in my under my uh, my account. And I'll be able to change it, print it, uh, send it to uh, to the sales engineer team. The nice thing about this tool is that you actually uh, can play with pricing and see it updated on the left side while you're working with it. So you can change products that you're selecting to see how it affects your your whole system price. Um, see, okay. So if you have any questions uh, about this product uh, or about Fortress Power while uh, while John is uh, presenting, please feel free to ask in the Q and A section, and we'll get to the questions at the end of the webinar or during the Q and A session. You can also email our sales team at info@rainwood.com for more information and pricing. Uh, this webinar is being recorded and we will send you a link in a follow-up email. We also have recordings of the previous webinars on the Renvoo YouTube channel. Uh, without further ado, I will hand it over to John. All right. Hi, everyone. Let me uh, bring up my screen share here. Uh, let's see. Great. So yeah, some of you may recognize me from, from Fortress. I actually moved over to Solar at the uh, beginning of this year. Uh, so quite um, you know some experience in, in battery manufacturing and wanted to uh, get that uh, viewpoint from the inverter manufacturing side of the industry. Of course, now our, our big uh, announcement is that Solark is getting into battery manufacturing, uh, at least in the high voltage uh, arena. So we are not making um, low voltage 48 volt batteries. We're still utilizing our, our battery partners with that. And I think that's a, you know, it's a product differentiator for Solark to have battery partners. So we've, we've always worked with battery partners. Uh, we don't want to compete with our battery partners. We don't want to drive our battery partners out of business. You know, it's the, the same, you know, right to repair mentality is the same mentality of, of don't lock yourself into any given platform because what, what happens when you do so is uh, the, the industry loses 
competitive pricing and product innovation um, when when every single thing comes from from one entity. Uh, so particularly for residential, being able to select you know a better priced battery or a battery with a particularly unique warranty or feature set is important. Um, however, with commercial, uh, the the uh, the stakes are a lot higher, right? Because you know, if uh, worst case scenario something goes wrong with residential uh, power system and they they don't have access to their uh, backup power system or grid power, uh, I mean, we, we don't want that to happen. That's counter to the the mission of Sark. But you know, ultimately, uh, homeowners can can go to hotel. Uh, when a business loses power in that manner, you know, there's there's large revenue on the line um, and with high voltage compared to 48 volt with series wired batteries compared to parallel wired batteries uh, you know one thing going wrong is is more likely to have a, a cascading uh, impact and so for for quality control um, and and also you know high voltage batteries to be a little bit uh, pricier than 48 volt batteries um, as well. So for, for competitive pricing and quality control uh, for these very important commercial applications, we felt uh, it's important as a company uh, to deliver a, a streamlined battery solution uh, in this market segment. Now, the commercial market segment really interests me greatly uh, because when I got into the solar industry in 2008, the commercial market segment had just become the largest market segment in the industry. So it had been slowly catching up to residential solar and, and had finally overtaken it in system size. And well, what happened in 2008, federal tax credit was uncapped. And that meant you could go build $100 million utility scale solar farms and get $30 million tax credits. And so that, that kind of sucked the wind out of the, the larger commercial solar arrays. Uh, at the same time, net metering was expanding, but commercial solar is not really good for net metering because they have, uh, you know, whereas energy charges are all of a residential electric bill, energy charges are typically half of a commercial electric bill. And the other half is variable peak charges sliced and diced one way or another, a common through demand charge. And so when the energy component is only half your bill, that metering doesn't really help you out. And so uh, the, the uncapping of the tax credit and the inability to really participate in that metering uh, meant that the commercial solar market you know, fell further behind. And what's happening today is even though the commercial market is still the smallest market segment of residential, commercial, and utility scale, uh, batteries are reversing that math. And all of a sudden, uh, the, the more variable, the more extreme uh, your, your demand charges or time of use charges or, or just peak versus off-peak uh, charges are, the better it is for project economics. Um, you know, it, it really, we have to check ourselves as solar installers to not just you know, net, to understand how net metering has changed the market and, and pushed a cover the rooftop with solar uh, mentality. Well, now net metering is on decline 
and variable electric charges are on the rise. And really, it might mean that primarily we're no longer solar installers, that instead we are battery installers, uh, with solar being an add-on accessory that is usually part of the project, but may not need to be covering the entire roof um, or may not need to be involved with the project at all. And so what, what I really like about the commercial market segment is that for the next year or two, uh, even though commercial is still the smallest market segment, it's the fastest growing. So if you're in a state where solar is on the decline, if you're a contractor that is primarily targeted residential but has been thinking about getting into commercial, yeah, now's the time to do it because the commercial market is growing. Uh, whereas in many parts of the country, uh, the residential market is is kind of stagnant uh, or even shrinking. So if you're interested in a new growth opportunity, you know, the commercial market is is where it's at. Um, now, Solar has uh, a strong track record in uh, whole home backup residential, both on-grid and off-grid. And uh, we have bring, we are bringing those feature sets that you find in our a residential product line into the commercial market space. So often when you go into the commercial market space, uh, your time of use controllers or your demand management control, controls uh, or your generator controls, uh, those feature sets kind of get up and run away and then come back as additional fees. Um, you know, all of this is still included. What you what you get with a, a Solark residential hybrid inverter with a 15k, you get with a commercial inverter uh, those feature sets as well. And we'll we'll talk more about that definitively. Uh, but to start out with, let's let's talk about some new ways to use Solark inverters that you may not have um, seen before. And uh, the first is there's a, a unique feature of our commercial inverters. Uh, our, our residential solar converter, the 15K, has had a 100 amp uh, generator port that could also be used for AC coupling. Uh, on the commercial inverter, it's larger. It's 200 amps. It's the same size as the grid connection and low connection. Um, and what that means is you can AC couple, so that gin port can be used for a generator, but it can also be used for AC coupling solar, and it could also be used for EV charging um, or backup panels, additional panels, outdoor panels. Uh, most commonly, it's used for AC coupled solar, and because it's oversized, that means you can AC couple um solar arrays that are about twice as large as the inverter capacity itself. So in the past with AC coupling, you had to kind of, if you wanted to use the AC coupled solar in a backup mode of operation, you'd had to kind of keep the solar array to be smaller than the battery inverter. Uh, with the Solar, because we had that dedicated and controlled and controllable gen port, uh, which can use frequency shifting, turn off the AC coupled solar, but also you know hard disconnected if it if it had to. Uh, we can AC couple about twice as large solar uh, on our inverter. So with a 30k 208 volt inverter, we can AC couple up to 54 kW per inverter. Of course, that parallel stacks up 12. Uh, and with our 480 volt 60k, you can AC couple up to 125 kW of AC. 
uh, solar inverter capability. Parallel stacking up to 12, that's a, a one and a half megawatt AC solar array. Uh, so if you want to AC couple battery onto an existing solar array, even very large, you know, megawatt size solar arrays, uh, the commercial solar platform can accommodate. Uh, we do have a ground mount solution, a containerized solution coming out in mid-2024. We'll talk about that at the very end. Um, and then last but not least, an, an overlooked value of, of solar is that gen port, if you're not doing AC coupling, if you're doing DC coupling, just lending the solar directly onto the inverter, great strategy. Uh, but let's say you're doing DC coupling and you're not, using a generator so that gin ports just kind of hang out they're not being utilized well that is a great spot to connect an electric vehicle to and just like you can ac couple up to one and a half megawatts with 12 solar 60ks you could ac couple up to one and a half megawatts of of solar ev chart or of uh ev chargers onto that gin port with 12 solar 60Ks. So a lot of times when you're implementing commercial EV charging solutions, you don't know how to get uh, the amount of power out to uh, the parking lot. You know, let's, let's just look at the case of a solar carport. You can uh, land a solar array DC coupled directly onto the inverter and then wire up your EV chargers directly onto the inverter and then just have your set of uh, you know utility conductors uh, running out of the inverter back to the building. So it's a, a very simple and, and elegant uh, solution for uh, EV charging stations with or without solar. So one advantage of using multiple hybrid inverters instead of larger, say, 125 kW inverter sacks is that uh, you can still use uh, kind of relay-driven contactors uh, to control uh, the, the grid connection and grid disconnection, which means the solar converter will provide seamless uh, transfer uh, from grid tied to backup mode of operation. It's a very modular architecture. So in addition to very large systems, you could just do one inverter and your minimum amount of required batteries. And that's great for um, not only battery mandates and compliance, uh, but also in commercial uh, storage, you, you get kind of a reverse economies of scale um, where you might not want to offset 100% of the bill you know, with peak energy, you may only want to offset peak energy and not off-peak energy, which by definition is is cheaper than peak energy. And so if you only offset peak energy and not off-peak energy, you're enabling access to off-peak energy without paying for the peak energy. And so, you know, instead of offsetting 100% of your bill for 100% savings, as you would from that mirroring, you're offsetting maybe 30% of your bill for 50 or 60 or 70% uh, savings, depending on how extreme your, your variable rates are. And what that means is your project approach, let's say you're, you're interested in commercial projects, but you don't really have good site data you can proceed confidently with, you know, a small system size, one or two inverters, one or two battery stacks, and that's going to be a cost-effective system for peak energy management. And 
by planting your flag in the ground and saying, I'm delivering the successful job site, even though I might have been able to do a site that's two or three times as big, you know, you're collecting that site data and establishing yourself on site. So who's going to get that expansion project? You know, you are. So you can go and do, you know, one nice thing about a commercial line is that the batteries of a bank is no longer combined for the entire system. So on the 48 volt line, you have, you know, a, a busing complexity on the DC side. Um, and that also can, can impede system expansion. Um, with a high voltage line, you're just, you know, the batteries are wired up directly to each inverter rather than being combined together. So it's very easy to do system expansion. And it's, you know, especially if you have a client that has multiple building locations, a very good strategy would be just to sell them a small system for all of their buildings, um, provide some backup resiliency and very good peak energy control, and then gather the data that you need to plan an expansion project the next year. So looking at some product differences between the 15K and the 30 and 60K, uh, you have more solar ports. So instead of six, you have eight. Uh, you have more solar MPPT. Instead of three, you have four. Uh, there are two battery ports, like you'll find on the 15K. Uh, you still have the grid relay control, a disconnect switch, um, our SL14 mode controller, which will be available next year. Um, is also compatible with 2083 phase systems, so you can do 2083 phase load control. Um, the, and then the the one difference is that our Gen port is is 200 amps rather than 100 amps, which enables those features we were just discussing. Uh, so you get some some you know there are some elegant strategies if you want to retrofit batteries on existing solar. AC coupling is a great strategy. If you want to keep your rooftop strategy for your commercial installs, because maybe you like doing UL3741 with SMA Sunny Tricors or what I, you can keep doing that and just AC couple the solar array uh, to the Solark system. Generally, it's better to locate the solar converters closer to the battery bank or point of interconnection uh, rather than up on the rooftop. Of course, you could always do DC coupling and uh, use that, that gen port for something else. And then not to neglect the, the opportunities of battery only installations. And that could be uh, expanding the site electrical service so that you can do EV charging without a service upgrade um, or just pure economic you know, arbitrage plays uh, for demand management or other kinds of rate structures. And so, of course, the Solar comes with a, a time-of-use controller and a demand management controller that is a, a three-season controller uh, that's capable of doing net metering 3.0 uh, and demand management simultaneously. So you can program selling back to the grid, uh, you know, any, any surplus energy, as well as avoiding those demand charges at the same time. Uh, we do have a, now we have a five-year extended warranty option on all of our inverters, the 30K and 60K, as well as the, the you know, 15K. Uh, we, we put a little bit of a card before the horse on actually how to buy this. We've, we've provided extended warranty uh, pricing uh, to our sales managers to give to distributors. 
Um, but we're still working on those logistics. So if you have questions about that, I would recommend contacting Solark directly. Um, if you go to the contact us page, you can um, find out who your regional sales manager is and ask them about the uh, extended warranty option and uh, how to purchase that if your distributor um, is not selling that option at this time. It's a brand new kind of a release for that. Uh, I think the solution is going to be that the installer uh, buys it. So if you're not in our installer network, uh, now is the time to make sure you're getting into a certified installer training program. It's a very easy program to, to access and get through, but just getting set up with Solark uh, so that you can access that extended warranty. Um, you know, last L14, uh, we have it in the, the field testing right now. I'm about to install one on my, uh, my home, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But um, you're probably not going to be out in retail market until early next year. So uh, almost done, but but not quite yet. So we'll save that for our webinar for a later date. And let's just dive in looking at our high voltage product offering. Uh, we have an indoor option and we have an outdoor option. Uh, now the outdoor option is the same size. Uh, regardless of if you're on 208 volt three phase or 48 volt three phase. The indoor option uh, out of the box. So if you want to do projects this year uh, with our indoor option, uh, the thing to note is that we have a, uh, let me, let me make sure I got my, I pulled up the wrong slide here. Let me make sure I got it right. So, um, the thing to note is that we have different a different size for the 30k to 083 phase battery indoor option versus the the 480 60k option. The um the 30k inverter, you know, it's 208 volt versus 480. It operates at a lower voltage than the 480, and that's not just true for the AC side. That's true for your solar um, um input. That's also true for your battery inputs. And so the uh, indoor version of the battery is a 40 kilowatt hour battery, whereas the, the indoor version for the 60K is a 60 kilowatt hour battery. Uh, the data sheets are now live on our website if you want to check them out. Uh, the batteries themselves off 10 year warranties. Uh, you know, these are non containerized solutions. And most of what we see in the CNI space are containerized solutions. And I think um, it's a little bit tacky just to put down a, a, a you know, shipping container right next to a building and call it a project. It doesn't really look good with your landscape architecture. And you know, even if it can fit on site, um, you know, there's some there's some advantages that a smaller footprint offers, smaller project sizes, smaller minimum starting point project sizes. So on a commercial building, you may not want to deliver whole building back up. You might just want to back up the refrigerator units. You might just want to back up the security systems and, and lighting system. Uh, and, and so you, you know, the, the, the starting fundamental building block of our uh, limitless lithium series 
is 30K or 60K, 40 kilowatt hours or 60 kilowatt hours. And, you know, that can be very effective at peak energy management and backing up smaller uh, loads on your load bank, if not the entire load bank. Um, so there's a lot of site flexibility that you get uh, a non-containerized solution versus a containerized solution. And, you know, it's scalable up to, to very large system sizes. And then we also talk about how, you know, when you look at the non-containerized solutions on the market, and you'll you'll notice a lot of uh, players in the space are saying that they're a solutions provider. And, you know, what that means is they might not be making both the battery and the inverter or any of those components, and they might be sourcing them from from different OEM facilities and, and having to piece them together, put their label on it, and deliver it to you uh, under one system. Uh, you know, we're not doing that at Solark. You know, we have a, a, a very strong relationship with our, our contract manufacturer uh, partner who makes um, or helps us make both the inverter and the battery. You know, so it, that is uh, dramatically simplified project logistics, dramatically simplified quality control. Uh, you know, the customer wants one throat to choke. And, you know, if behind the scenes, the manufacturer is, is running around to multiple suppliers to piece together the system, that's not really one throat to choke. So, you know, we can deliver better supply chain reliability and, uh that's especially important for meeting your project schedules. Um, the feature set, uh, there's a lot of inverters on the market that are server rack inverters intended for uh, data centers that are now being repurposed for uh, you know, solar energy storage systems. That's not true with the 30K and the 60K inverter. You look at our 30K and 60K inverter, it is readily apparent that this is just the next generation of our hybrid inverter line that's been um, on the, in the field, um, you know, gaining field experience since 2018. Uh, so, you know, we, we're not a, a what's, there's two definitions of PCS, but this is not a PCS inverter where it's a single inverter core powering all three phases, which cannot tolerate load imbalance well. These are individual inverter cores for each phase. Uh, so very good at managing load balance. Uh, the cost of that grid connection, the cost of the, the time of use or demand management controller, uh, the cost of DC coupling, all of that is baked into our inverter cost already, um, which, you know, provides some material savings and in, in labor savings as well. Um, so when you, you look at our inverter product compared to some of our competitors, yeah, the, the retail price of the inverter is higher, but your total system cost is lower. Uh, so which is really more important. You know, I think, uh, when you can combine cost effectiveness and simplicity, you know, that's a, a winning combination. And because we're not using these larger 125 kilowatt or 250 kilowatt inverter form factors, we can still easily maintain that, that seamless transfer time, uh, which is another spec that you have to uh, look out for uh, when getting into the commercial backup market.
Also, our batteries are Prismax cells, uh, lithium iron phosphate, long cycles, very durable. Uh, but also, uh, they have built-in fire extinguishment into each battery module. And then our outdoor cabinet has additional fire extinguishment built into the cabinet. Uh, one kind of BMS unit uh, per stack of batteries, so it's very energy efficient in that manner. Uh, you do get a little touchscreen that'll give you error codes and some, some real-time system analytics at the battery stack uh, level. And then, uh, you know, again, uh, the indoor version, uh, we're going with an, a 40 kilowatt hour eight stack for the 30K and a 60 kilowatt hour 12 stack for the 60K. All these data sheets are available right now. Uh, on our website. And what I would say is is check back for updates as all new products, the, the data sheet specs kind of start conservative and, and they get more expansive from there. Uh, so for example, our altitude rating is going to increase uh, substantially uh, from what's on the current data sheet. And also um, our, our, we have confirmed that, that our indoor cabinets uh, said they can do up to um, six battery cabinets um, uh, per inverter, and that's actually going up to 16 battery cabinets per inverter. So you can get into to seven to 12 megawatt hours of batteries and indoors uh, with the solar platform. Uh, so go to our website for the latest and greatest uh, data sheets. Now, the outdoor version is a little bit more constrained in its modularity. Still very modular, but more constrained than indoors. So for the outdoor version, we are uh, only allowing up to six inverters in parallel uh, with up to six battery cabinets per inverter. And the reason is next year, uh, middle of next year is when we launch our containerized solution. And at that point, once you get beyond uh, six inverters and six batteries per inverter, you're into a point where the containerized solutions make sense. Of course, it is difficult to put a shipping container inside. So, you know, that's where, you know, for our indoor option, um, which is not pre-assembled, that you walk everything indoors, um, is uh, still very viable, large and robust. Uh, our outdoor option, which is pre-assembled, you can kind of forklift it from the front, forklift it from the sides, and kind of set it in place. Um, our outdoor option is pre-assembled, and once you get up to more than six inverters, more than six battery cabinets per inverter, uh, that is when you will want to move towards our shipping container solution. Um, so looking at our outdoor version spec, um, it includes a heat pump, uh, which we also manufacture. So, um, you know, very good uh, single stream uh, provider here. Uh, our outdoor version, the ambient temperature range will be up to 131 degrees. Uh, hopefully we don't we don't get that hot uh, with climate change and whatnot if we all do our jobs together. Um, but up to, up to extremely high temperature uh, ambient and down to minus 22 Fahrenheit uh, on the, the low end 
of your ambient temperatures, at which point you're going to want to move the batteries inside or into uh, some uh, even more insulated uh, shelter. Uh, so IP55 cabin enclosure with air conditioning, you can kind of see the uh, one advantage of our cabinet over our competition is that we are just enclosing the, the batteries and battery components and taking advantage of that outdoor uh, robustness of the solar converter itself. So you're only air conditioning the batteries, and that means a very efficient operation uh, to keep those batteries uh, you know, happy and healthy, um, but also not wasting energy with your temperature controls. Uh, so we have a, a very modular solution uh, for both indoor and outdoor. Uh, outdoor a little bit smaller, indoor a little bit larger. Um, but in, in any event, you know, fully capable of handling up to, to megawatt hours of battery banks, up to very large solar arrays, uh, large DC coupled, even larger uh, AC coupled. Um, as well as providing that seamless uh, battery backup capability, if you so choose. Oh, and, and these do have the 200 amp pass-through capability, which does increase with parallel inverters. So if you have 400 amp service, you do two inverters, you get 400 amp pass-through, and you have 800 amp service or 1200 amp service, you know, you can do you know, four inverters or, or six inverters and, and get there. Um, although at that point, it does make sense uh, to you know, even tack on additional inverters uh, for a little bit of redundancy. So if you go to our website, you'll get our, our latest and greatest uh, data sheets uh, for these products. The uh, UL9540 and 9540A uh, are completed uh, at the time that these batteries are shipping. So they're going to arrive here uh, the indoor versions start to arrive in early November. That is when uh, we anticipate the certificate uh, being issued uh, for 9540. And then the outdoor version arrives late December and the certificate for that being issued um, around that same time frame. Um, so go to our website. You can, you can find these day sheets. Uh, so let's talk about pricing information. The, the indoor cabinet, the MSRP pricing is $0.50 cents a watt hour, $500 a kilowatt hour for the battery cabinet. That does not include the inverter. It's just for the uh, battery cabinet itself. The outdoor version is $0.65 cents a watt hour, $650 a kilowatt hour. And then we work with our distributors to provide uh, distributor-level pricing, uh, to accommodate installer programs uh, with different volume discounts uh, differentiated for um, not just minimum order quantities, but also for stocking order versus drop shipping uh, orders. So there is uh, plenty of pricing flexibility um, uh, beneath the MS MSRP level uh, for you. And another great thing about the system is, you know, talk about not wanting to have customers be 
guinea pigs, and that's counterbalanced with there's no way to test every single uh, configuration and application that uh, your very creative installers can can dream up. Um, you know, not only is it evident that our inverter is just built on the lessons learned and experience and a continuation of our existing product line, rather than being a completely different inverter uh, with completely different operating software, completely different internal hardware. Um, but also, uh, we have over 2,000 of these systems already in the field outside the United States. And so you're not going to be a guinea pig uh, with our commercial product line, even though it is a, a uh, new uh, product line to the U.S. So that should make you feel very confident that we deliver great pricing uh, and great liability so that your initial high-voltage commercial projects are successful and not tied up by project logistics or budget constraints or, you know, uh, you know, unknown uh, knowns that have to be fixed uh, at a later point. And then our, our Mega Arc product is a containerized solution. This is coming mid-2024, and it starts at a 500 kilowatt, one megawatt hour form factor. Uh, so if you are forming relationships with electric cooperatives and looking at doing uh, battery backup at the distribution level um, or looking at some larger facility projects, uh, it may be good to, to start penciling in uh, this product, uh, although it is uh, you know, not our focus of attention uh, over the next few months. So anticipate more information uh, on that. And that comes just like our uh, non-containerized cabinets comes with built-in fire suppression uh, and climate control and the like. Um, so yeah, you know this is this is a, a big push of Solark into uh, larger commercial applications. Uh, not only do we feel that there's a need for smaller commercial solutions for say 208 three phase. Uh, but that we uh, offer a, a very versatile and competitive product offering for 480 volt three phase. Um, you know, you can you can fit it into your existing rooftop solar strategy, or really get into DC coupling and and provide a, a lower project budget uh, when you understand that um, as well. Uh, you know, some other product updates, you know, we continued our transition away from Howerview over to MySolark, uh, which will enable us to, you know, work on expanded feature sets and more kind of consumer-friendly uh, interfaces. So, so stay tuned on that. Um, you know, and then, you know, we'll stick around for questions. You know, we do still have... Uh, high voltage battery options. So sometimes our battery partners might deliver longer warranties uh, or EMP hardening uh, or stackable batteries. Uh, so, you know, based on feature set, there still it might be, or your relationships still might be um, a, a reason to stick with 
um, our battery partners. Although we think that for your your mainstream projects uh, where you want you know project simplicity and good pricing and kind of all under one umbrella, that uh, you'll find you'll gravitate towards our high voltage battery solution. Uh, so that really expands the applications that you're you're thinking about the solar uh, into uh, a large swath of CNI uh, applications, and uh, you know I think that uh, the story of solar and our product leadership in the hybrid market uh, is not told enough. You know when it comes to looking at high impacity grid pass through, uh, integrated. Uh, uh, you know, simple controls for time of use and demand management, uh, integrated disconnects and breakers and wiring compartments, uh, large form factor inverters that can deliver whole building backup. You know, none of those feature sets existed in the hybrid inverter market before Solar. So you know, now we have Wooden McKinsey you know, how they would differentiate on residential markets between microinverters and DC optimizers and string inverters. You see another category starting to appear with hybrid inverters. You see um, not only uh, some kind of uh, direct imitators of our, our product design and form factor in the field, uh, but also companies like Tesla moving into the hybrid inverter space. And, you know, all of that was really... Uh, escalated in prominence because of the innovation that Solark put in uh, to hybrid inverters. Um, you know, our, our Texas headquarters continues to expand. Uh, we're nearing in on 200 employees uh, at this time frame. Our office is sized for 500. We've expanded our technical support hours. Uh, so, you know, if you like all that feel uh, in a company, uh, you know, continue to move over to Solark because that's what we are actually delivering to you. Uh, and, you know, with domestic manufacturing, uh, we are intending on making microinverters in the United States next year. So, you know, more information on that product is, is to come, uh, but we are not, you know, blind uh, to desire to see more domestic manufacturing inside the United States. And that is where we are going to take our, our first step uh, to capitalize on those IRA incentives. Um, so, you know, we, we really appreciate our installers. If you're not in our installer network, go to our website, reach out to your regional sales manager, uh, figure out that program, get into it, because it's going to become increasingly important. And with that, I'm going to stick around uh, to some questions. So, you know, looking at um, some Q&A, uh, you know, will a high-voltage option be available for single-phase? You know, we're only doing high-voltage for commercial. We feel like there's a commercial need for a, a vertically integrated solution uh, that is more critical uh, than residential low-voltage. And, you know, out of a, a service to our our battery partners and also a service to the industry that that prefers product choice and, and competition, um, you know, we're not trying to to close that window uh, on our residential product line. 
Uh, does the 30K work on 480 or just 208? It's just 208. Um, please consider adding high voltage capability to 12 and 15K. Um, you know, I, I understand what, you know, the desire to move into high voltage uh, at the residential level. Um, but with low voltage, you know, 48 toolbox can scale up to you know, 100K very well. Um, paralleled wiring, yeah, the bus bar solutions can be a little problematic, although, you know, Blue Sea makes some great bus bars that you can put in a wiring trough, so it's really not terribly difficult once you get experienced. But yeah, using that thick gauge wire is annoying, but uh, parallel batteries offer some redundancy uh, in, in system operability. So, you know, I, I think that we're moving into high voltage for commercial and kind of sticking with, with 48 volt in, in residential um, and, and just capitalizing on our, our field tested products rather than trying to uh, uh, deliver less tested new products into that space. Uh, would the generator port be bi-directional EV chargers? Um, so, so vehicle to grid and vehicle to home functionality, I would just be careful with that. You know, we, we do allow some bi-directionality with our generator port because you can AC couple. So that generator port can, is fully capable of backfeeding the grid and also providing power to the load in a, a grid-tied uh, mode of operation. Uh, so you can do a vehicle to grid or vehicle to home. The issue becomes, well, how much testing and compatibility has been done on each specific vehicle to grid or vehicle home charger? Uh, because with AC coupled solar, you know, the, the, the solar inverter is grid following and it follows grid forming inverter. A lot of vehicle to grid vehicle EV chargers um, are grid forming and you have that conundrum of having two, you know, master inverters try to generate signal on the same backup. So particularly in vehicle to home backup application, it becomes a little bit naughty. And I would would you know say that that more of a simple EV charger that you know charges from the on-site solar and charges from the on-site battery is uh, a higher success rate than trying to have have it all uh, in one each one three. I think the industry as a whole is going to get a lot smarter about that um, in years to come. So how are you addressing electric mode uh, issues with batteries being over 50 volts uh, inside a building? Um, I think Rinvo's, Rinvo is going to answer that. Do um, uh, you want to chime in on that? Oh, no, I just marked it as I'm, I'm helping you to clean the list so you can, you can answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I there's 7 of 5 uh, or 7 of 6 is, is governed you know, for high voltage batteries inside building. I'm not, you know, you got 9540, 9540A. Generally, you get into, um, 
not not 50 volts, but maybe 50 kilowatt hours. And so for battery size, we're accommodating that with uh, fire extinguishment being built into the battery modules. Um, but, you know, in terms of, of, you know, building code, putting these incredibly restrictive uh, constraints onto battery sizing, and local jurisdictions, you know, there are jurisdictions that are flat out not allowing any batteries inside the building, uh, period, at the residential level. I think it's a shame because I think that, you know, that's why we have UL listed products and regulations and particularly the 48 volt battery market is is kind of uh, catching the rap for, um, you know, Poor manufacturing procedures of years past, particularly in the high voltage market, uh, and also, um, you know, consumer electronics that use lithium batteries that are not stationary batteries, uh, like scooters and bikes and whatnot, that do not are not subject to as intense regulation. We really have to remember that you know EVs that park inside the garage have you know, 80 kilowatt hour battery banks. And, you know, you look at the energy density of, of propane tanks and gas generators that are, are nestled into our um, homes. Those have a far higher energy content than, than batteries. So, you know, I, you know, regulations, that's, I mean, at least solar can a large enough company where we can, we can go get our product listings, but, you know, they're especially with minimum battery or maximum battery base sizes for residential in an FBA five thought. You know, I think those those requirements were were thrown on a wall for very little participation. And I mean, some homes use more than forty kilowatt hours of storage or even eighty kilowatt hours of storage a day. And where's the health and safety concern? over the right to store backup power on site. I mean, you have, you have California throwing out, you know, generators, uh, gas generators on site and having rolling brownouts. And then now we have regulations that say, well, you can't even store a day's worth of energy inside the home. Those are issues that we all have to solve together. What I can say is with Solark's approach is saying that, well, that's that's where our load controller is going to come in. Because when you when you look at load control plus a battery storage system, the ESS system, you can get away with far smaller battery banks than what the experienced battery installers, you know, off-grid battery installers are used to delivering. And so it might be that in the future uh, a home doesn't need more than 40 kilowatt hours of stationary storage because they have that EV there and then they also have an intelligent load controller where ultimately do you really want to stay in your house when when your whole neighborhood has been wrecked by a hurricane or a tornado and there's a disaster and everything got down? No, you want to get in your car and get out of there when it's safe to do so. The only thing you don't want to do is kind of Beverly Hillbillies pack up your whole house and refrigerator deep freeze into your car and drive off. And in a hurricane or a tornado or a wildfire, 
you you don't get a lot of good sunlight, not clouds or smoke. You know, what a load control does is it'll it'll selectively shed your load so that your refrigerator freezer um can not, you know, be the very last load to lose power. And so you combine a, a 10 kilowatt solar array and a 20 kilowatt hour battery and by the time it gets down to its last seven or eight kilowatt hours you have load control protecting the food in the fridge at that point the homeowner pragmatically just gets out of dodge and you have a load control ensuring that your bare necessity electrical operation remains powered up that's what i think is is you know gonna play out um especially if these maximum battery bank size regulations stay in place Uh, so any chance you'll bump the PV VOC maximum to 600 volts up from 500, it would make so lot retrofit so much easier uh, to connect a pre-existing 600 volt PV strings. And yeah, I uh, believe me, I, I advocate for that inside the company. Um, but also, you know, I, I understand where you come from as a solar contractor and solar system designer. But we have to remember, what is the basis for those 600-volt strings? And the basis for those 600-volt strings is all of the power from that solar array is going directly into the grid. And if the grid is down, none of that power is utilized. And so we have to remember the electric grid is like the size of the mighty Mississippi River, and a home backup system is a small creek, comparatively. And so what happens when you try and force that 600 voltage, you know, into, you know, what will be a lower voltage battery bank one way or another um, when you only have a creek instead of a gigantic river worth of uh, electrical capacity? What happens is the, the voltage in your system begins to climb. And that can bleed over and damage your your system electronics and your your battery electronics, BMS electronics. So, you know the you know while if you if you are familiar with solar documentation of years past, um, you will see that you know really there's the the not to exceed voltage of 550 volts, uh, but there are edge cases where if you're at 540 volts or 530 volts that uh, you know you can still get voltage climb on your, your DC bus and depending on the battery you use uh, that can that can result in, in system damage. You know if you're if you're doing your temperature calculations and you're looking at the, the you know coldest temperature on record and and what the system voltage will be at and that's like 510 or 515 volts in all likelihood your system's gonna be just fine so often we kind of err on being a little too conservative because we know that a lot of installers aren't doing that that math um and so that that says well we, we have a maximum system limit of 500 volts um you know, we will not be expanding to a, a 600 volt limit, um, at least until we get more familiarity with the, the DC optimizer product line. 
Um, at which point you're already taking the modules off and putting them back on again anyway. Um, so there's a little difficulty with that. Um, but I would say, you know, it, the, the challenges of getting all the way up to 600 volts is a challenge that is not encountered in solar-only installs and is a challenge that is, is now encountered in battery backup installs and manufacturers who are not being as conservative in their spec as Solark is might be setting you up for some heartbreak down the road and making your systems less reliable, not, not more reliable. And that's counter to our mission at Solark. Uh, so the, the short of it is, um, you know, the, the system needs to operate below 500 volts, even in cold weather environment. And, you know, our systems will turn off if that, that voltage climbs um, above 500 volts uh, to, to protect the, the batteries in a, a backup mode operation. Uh, and so if you do your temperature caps and you realize that your open circuit voltage is closer to 515, you know, your system's never going to approach that level uh and pragmatically you'll be fine you know that usually results in about um eight modules per circuit rather than say seven which is a little more awkward of a number but to go all the way to 600 with a battery backup uh string inverter it's it's going to put your customer's investment at risk and you know batteries are expensive, so we don't want to play that game. So I hope that provides a little bit more clarity on on why we we constrain to um, you know a, a five hundred volt maximum limit. Don, do you see any other questions that you want to answer on that list? Uh, I, okay, now I'm, I'm going back into this other, uh, I'm more than happy to stick around and, and answer as many questions as, as we can. Uh, but it looks like our, our some of our technical sales team is, is throwing in uh, answers. Uh, you know, Brian, the, the 480 uh, session for NEC is is superseded by 706. Uh, you know, so so I I would I would refer the inspector to, to 706. You know, 480 is 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 really for you know now. I mean, 706 is. They even eliminated almost all the, the under 60 volts of operation uh, exemptions from electric code. And now it's it's over one kilowatt hour of battery capacity. You're a section 76 rather than 480. So uh, you know, that, that's why I would, would look at. Uh, open questions. How many ESS units are UL approved for inside and outside? Uh, so the you know up 
the, the UL approval is is UL nine five forty. What you're looking at, what you need to look at for additional constraints is uh, NFEA eight five five. That will give you maximum uh, battery capacity sizing for for uh, indoor installations, and then regionally you have um, local jurisdictions placing additional constraints. Um, for indoor residential uh, batteries. But generally, when you're speaking, you get over 50 kilowatt hours, you have to start doing uh, fire extinguishment systems, things like that. Uh, can you expand on SOLAR's capability for peak shaving and reducing demand charges? Uh, essentially, we have a three-seasonal controller. Uh, so for, for three seasons out of the year, you can pick different demand uh, levels and reduce the demand charges at that point. So we would call that a, a simple controller. Um, you could do dynamic controls, which is you have more of a artificial intelligence driving the market. And that has pros and cons. I mean, the, the, the pro is you might get a little bit more value out of the system. The con is you lose an understanding of how the system works. So I see complaints on, say, the the Tesla, uh, you know, storm guard mode of operation, where you get a, a national weather alert service because of a local thunderstorm, and all of a sudden your battery starts charging during peak times instead of discharging during peak times. That can cost you money rather than save you money. Um, so I. I like simple controls. You know, you can set it and forget it. Um, but we are looking at uh, dyma- dynamic controller options uh, as well. Uh, but for the time being, uh, you know, basically, if you if you go through the inverter manual, you'll find the the menu options for your seasonal control um, and your demand management threshold and your time of use threshold. So you can actually do both peak shaving and time of use management at the same time, uh, too, uh, which would be like if you have, a, a, like in California, if you happen to be on a demand charge in California and you have the net metering 3.0 rate structure, you can set that to grid in, in August and September during those peak times while programming in uh, demand threshold capabilities. All right. Without PCS current leading, how would you manage interconnection for partial backup systems, especially AC coupled? Uh, well, keep in mind we are listed PCSs, so so you can, you know, even though you have a 200 amp pass through, you could land that on a 40 amp or 60 amp or you know load side breaker and and claim the 705 uh, 13 uh, PCS. Uh, exemption for for bus bar back feeding, uh, but without PCS or current bidding, how would you manage interconnection for partial backup systems, especially a couple? Um, you know, I would land the the AC coupled solar directly onto the solar unit rather than onto the service panel. Um, and then, you know, usually a 15K inverter is going to go between the meter base and your main service panel. 
Uh, but this is a partial backup system, so the the uh, solar arc would land on the, the low side of the panel and have a, a essential loads panel coming off the, the back of it. Um, you know, you 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 put a smaller breaker on the low side panel if you don't want to do the PCF exemption. You could lay it on a forty amp breaker um, and program the inverter to only backfeed forty amps of power. Uh, and you can password protect the the solar converter and and prevent the the system owner from uh, adjusting the settings. So if you're in those kind of um, hardball utilities, you you can uh, have that as an option. The main switch here upgrade our challenge with material shortages. I, you know, I would just I would use the PCS exemption. You know, you can you can put. Uh, a six solar on the load side connection of a 60 amp breaker um, on a 200 amp panel and and claim the PCS. That's why we got that UL 1741 CRD uh, listing on the inverter. Um, so if you know I can't help in the sys event where you know we have a code compliance solution that the local jurisdiction doesn't want to listen to but that usually it just you know we can we can you know, reach out to your regional sales manager give them the contact information of that you know inspector who's who's not you know allowing you to use the PCS exemptions and we'll send them an email and try and engage them in a in a discussion about that um you know and also, I I wouldn't do a partial backup system at this point. You know, the 15K, you know, just, just use full 200 amp uh, backer. Uh, so will 30K and 60K have PCS features? Uh, I see that Andrew's uh, typing the answer for that. It was uh, a little longer than an hour. So uh, thank you very much for a, the deep and uh, very detailed uh, explanation and answering un uh, questions here and describing the uh, commercial solutions. Uh, thanks also, Andrew and Eric, uh, for helping with the Q&A. Thanks, everybody, for the participation uh, with the questions here and responses and answering the polls. Um, so the poll came out with, uh, I think, most people preferred Fortress and Home Grid as their uh, battery banks. Uh, um, there are some that uh, voted other. We would love to hear what are those other uh, uh, solutions that you, uh, you're you using. You can throw it in the Q&A. Uh, second question was about your business focus in 2024. Majority said residential solar plus storage, and then second place was a CNI and storage. So, absolutely, uh, storage is uh, going to be the focus in 2024. Um, and then uh, CNI will probably be the default given the uh, the drop in uh, uh, in other uh, residential solar uh, volumes. So thanks for uh, answering those polls. Uh, let's see. 
a question here about the recording. Yes, the webinar is being recorded. Uh, we will certainly share the recording probably tomorrow uh, after editing it a little bit. Uh, we will send you an email with all the materials that we spoke about here and uh, um, some information about uh, promotions for the participants. Uh, some good things that worth uh, using, uh, some gift cards and free, uh, free Tygo uh, optimizers with the purchase of uh, Solark. So worth uh, checking those. We will also have it as a, a podcast if you want to listen or share with your team. Um, that's it. Thank you very much, uh, uh, John and all the other Solark team. Thank you uh, guys for participating here today. And we'll see you next time. Have a good week.